High Vibe Nation is live. Welcome to the High Vibe Nation, where we have set out to raise the vibration of every human being on the planet. Your hosts on this journey are Sherry Gideons and Pamela Aubrey. So let's join them now in their current interview with a high vibing individual. Hello and welcome to the High Vibe Nation, a revolution of love. It's time to rise and live your best life now. I'm your host, Sherry Gideons, and my co-host is Pamela Aubrey. Welcome, everyone, and welcome to our very special guest, Johanna Godinez, who is the founder of Beyond Asana Yoga Lifestyle. She stepped on the mat for the first time more than 15 years ago when she found herself at a crossroads in which yoga illuminated the path. Her purpose now is to share the ancient knowledge and philosophy that has been around for thousands of years as a way to ignite in others self-exploration and enlightenment. So welcome to the show, Johanna. Such a joy to have you. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here with you ladies. It's been amazing to get to know you and connect with you. You too. So wonderful to have you. So as you know, on this show, we love to talk about being high vibe. So tell us what it means to you to be high vibe. Uh, it means that you understand that no matter what happens, it is up to you to create the joy that you want to live in. And uh, as long as you can keep that, you can literally exude that. And that vibration is something that comes from every cell in your body. And uh, it's what helps raise the vibration of people around you because it's contagious when you have a high vibe. Beautiful. That's beautiful. So let's delve right into this topic. So many of us have heard about yoga. And so what does yoga actually mean? What's the philosophy of it? Uh, so yoga is an ancient art and science that beautifully combines your mind, your body, and your spirit. That's the easiest way to describe it. And the most beautiful thing about the practice is that anybody in this world can apply, can apply this philosophy into their lives, whether they practice yoga physically or they don't. Because yoga is a philosophy that's meant to teach you how to understand humanity and how to understand how to live this human experience in a way when that you're a good human to others and to yourself, really. So it's it's yoga points to you. It's truly a path where you treat others like you want to be treated and you believe in karma and action. And it's it, it's a beautiful, beautiful way to, to incorporate a lifestyle. I love it. I love that. So tell us a little bit about how your journey with yoga began. Oh, man. So um, I owned a business in 2005. It was a racing school. So I was a race car driver when I was younger. Wow. It was, it was okay. my passion. And I was going to be Danica Patrick before Danica Patrick was Danica Patrick. And I had everything ready to go. And then uh, in 2008, the recession hit. And I had just finished my MBA. And so like when my sponsorship didn't happen, I, I had a drive for diversity program that I was gonna be a part with and that fell apart. And I just, I was at a place in my life where like I didn't, I couldn't go back to my business cause nobody was sp spending $5,000 to drive their $100,000 car around a track. Yeah. Like it just wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, I couldn't find a sponsor. So I was at a place where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And at that point I had tried yoga a couple of times, but just, I, I was in gymnastics and dance as a kid. So more as like, Oh, it's a stretchy, it's a thing. And that's it. So, um, through that process, I went through a bit of a depression and by going to a psychologist, she basically wanted to put me on drugs. And I was like, eh, no, I was like, there has to be something else that I can do. And um, I still went to the psychologist that she suggested. And um, I asked them, I was like, there has to be a natural way for me to get whatever you're trying to give me. Because what you're giving me isn't taking me out of my situation. So you mm -hmm. masking my symptoms will never be able to, for me to actually fix my issues. So I was like, there has to be something that I can do. And he said, go work out. And although I had been active all my life, I had never gone to the gym. 
So I found this place in South Carolina called the Hilton Head Health Institute. Mm-hmm. And I went there for two weeks, and that's where I fell in love with everything fitness, and I knew what my next path in life would be. And that's when I started wellness coaching, and I developed business pro- programs for businesses to incorporate wellness into in for their employees. And that's where my next business started from there. And then yoga became a huge part of my life, of course. I love it. I wow. What is the actual goal of yoga? Because you hear about so many different types of yoga. What is the actual goal? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to start at the... So in my business, I always say you start with the big, big, big goal, and then you work your way backwards, okay? Ah, so we're going to start with the okay. big, big, big goal. All right. Karma yoga is the mother of yoga. So no matter what you do in life, sharing it with others and helping others is the mother of all yoga and you never have to do physical practice so that's karma yoga and that's action and that's Mm -hmm. the action that you do it's not what you expect back or what you do to and you get back it's just what you do to create your good action that's karma Mm -hmm. but then in order to become that person you need to gain the ability to do that so to gain the ability to do that you need to figure out who am i and what do i want to share with the world what do i want to give what do I want to leave behind? What's my legacy? What's my gift that I'm here to share? And that takes, that's really where yoga comes in because yoga gives you the tools for you to begin to reflect on how to figure out what person you are, what your gifts are and, and what you're here to do. And yeah. That's really powerful. So what are some of those things that, you know, if someone were to start, thinking about, you know, starting yoga or starting a yoga practice or, you know, what are some of the things that you would say would be important for them to have in mind first? Um, So first you need to choose what path of yoga you would like to choose. Like, are you wanting to incorporate a physical practice? Like, do you want to go through and start incorporating your body or... Or um, are you just looking to incorporate the teachings, right? Because that's two things. So to incorporate yoga, to incorporate anything, it starts with the eight limbs. And the eight limbs are uh, the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali is an ancient book that was written 2,500 years ago, before Christ Mm -hmm. was around. And it's a book that basically gives you the roadmap to yoga. And in it, there's something called the eight limbs of yoga and the eight limbs. The first four are how you become a good human. The last four is how you reach enlightenment. And those are the eight limbs. So no matter what path of yoga, you should understand what that those limbs are. But when you're incorporating a physical practice of yoga within those four limbs that are at the beginning, you have the yamas and the niyamas, which is how am I going to behave towards myself? And how am I going to behave towards others? And then asana and pranayama, which is your physical practice of yoga and your breath. Then from there comes the higher practices, which are withdrawal of the senses, which is what's needed for you to start to come in towards the inside. And then there's concentration, which can be done externally or internally. Externally would be like, for example, if you do like a candle gazing meditation and you're watching the candle and you're just and just until you just lose yourself in the candle, right? But it can also be your breath, just concentrating on your breath. And then from there, you go into full-blown meditation. And in meditation, you're no longer connected to your senses. Like you're lost in the space that's inside of you, which is made of the space Mm -hmm. that's outside of you. And you start to merge what's outside and you start to lose the physical boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then you reach samadhi. And in samadhi, that's when you no longer see yourself as a unique thing in this experience. You realize that you are a part of everything, as so is everybody else. And you can't have this experience without everything else being the way it is and where it is, because otherwise your experience wouldn't be yours. So that's that's when like peace of mind comes. And, and samadhi is nothing more than you just going like, that 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 moment that's but staying in that moment Mm -hmm. that's samadhi and and it's Mm -hmm. not walking around like you're some 
enlightened person, like you can still have a bad mood and you can still have a bad day. And you actually get more emotional because you start to understand that holding in your emotions isn't good. So if mm -hmm. someone tells you something and you think it's beautiful and it makes you cry, you just cry. You just let it out. And then a second later, you're over it. You cried and it's out. And it's no longer something you have to hold on to. It's just an experience you had. And you can just enjoy the, the feeling for what it is, whether it's good or bad, without judgment. So it's, so it's a lot of just kind of allowing yourself to be, it yeah. sounds like. It's being in the moment. You know, yoga, yeah. at, at one point, uh, when yoga first started, the withdrawal of the senses was a big thing. So, like, going mm -hmm. into the mountains and completely being connected to nature was a huge thing. Mm -hmm. However, the way that we have created this 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 um, humanity, society that we are living in at the moment, it's really hard for someone to truly be able to operate at, with that complete isolation just because of the way we've created society. So yoga has shifted into, you don't find peace by disconnecting from humanity and connecting to everything else. You find peace by being able to connect to everything else while still being connected to humanity, which is even harder, by the way, because it's easy to ignore the problems of humanity if you're just in, in the middle of a forest somewhere. Of course, right. everything's beautiful and there's no problem if you're just at a river, just finding food and all happy. Um, but it gets tough when, you, when you're watching the things you're watching right now and you still need to keep your center and understand that all of this has a bigger, bigger purpose and that somehow if you want to make a change, all of that happening out there isn't how you do it. You do it right here. What can I do right now within me Right. That's going to make this whole situation better. And that's why I created this yoga program in a way where if someone wants to just take it and learn more about yoga and not be a teacher, you just take the first part of the program. You pay a less amount of money and you incorporate the teachings and you don't have to create the sequences and do all that. But if you want to be a teacher, the last two weeks will teach you everything from how to put the sequences together to the ethics of yoga and the business because... That's obviously a part that if you want to be a teacher, you need to know. But right now, people need the teachings, the mm. philosophy. And no yeah. one out there has a program where you can just learn the philosophy. Mm. And for example, we teach you about the chakras and how you can look at where you are in balance. So for example, right now, a lot of people are feeling insecure, which is okay. root chakra stuff. Right? Like right. that's where our security, that's our mm -hmm. very animalistic, right? So Physical like the world, too, isn't it? Yeah, that's the mm -hmm. that's that's where this is really hitting people. So doing yeah. a lot of grounding in your yoga, like doing a lot of seated things, or if you're practicing physically, doing poses where a lot of your body's touching touching the ground. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a lot of twisting where you have one hand down, one knee down. Um, doing a lot of surrendering onto the floor. So pigeon uh, poses like that. sphinx where you're opening your chest, but you're still mm -hmm. grounding your belly and you're grounding. So all of those things that connect you deeper down to the earth are ways in, in which a human being can use yoga themselves. And that has nothing to do with your teaching. Now, if you're a teacher, it helps you connect with students at a different level because you mm -hmm. can help them understand poses at a different level. So it helps yeah. you at that level as well. Um, wow. So, so do yeah, you sorry, have I'm to just feeling information. But. No, 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 girl. I you you're like me. I you you get you're so passionate. The word is passionate about sharing so many beautiful, beautiful ways to do things so we can align and we can feel mm. more at peace and feel that sense of joy. I just wanted to take a moment to just acknowledge all of our guests. I love Patrick Carney is here. You know, if it wasn't for that man, I would not be sitting where I am today. So I just get yeah, major him. shout out because he's yes. my mentor and, 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 and he and I are working on a program together to start sharing um, this information with children. And, and he's, he's been one of the biggest inspirations in my life because whenever I have not believed in myself, that man has put his foot down and been like, dude, I believe in you. Lean on me for a second. Catch your breath. Keep moving. And wow, like he's mm -hmm. the one that's, whoo, I get teary eyed because he's the one that's really yep. 
Well, I met him years ago at Secret Knock, many years ago now. And then I did a event with him and a a woman by the name of Tia, where we had his art. Yeah. Oh my God. But I just adore him. I wanted to reach out and say hi. Thank you, Christy, for being here. And we have so many of your friends, Johanna. We've got (laughs) Debbie and Kristen. I got the East Coast in the house. (laughs) You do. You do. Well, thank you all for being here. We're happy. Yes, share this out with your profile, please, everyone. We want to get this information out about Johanna. She's got so many amazing gifts that she wants to share with us today. So I wanted to ask, what's the difference? So listening to you as a teacher, what's the difference between a yogi and a guru? Ooh, a guru knows the teachings and lives them 100%. A yogi may still be working on incorporating all the teachers and or all the teachings and understanding that it's a path. And it doesn't and and if you believe in reincarnation and then you believe in like higher states of yoga, um, a guru could be two things. It could be someone who's in their last lifetime and who's here and has gained all the teachings and is now unlocking them and opening and teaching them to others. Or it could be an avatar and it can be someone who's here who's already fulfilled whatever soul quest they had to fill, but still feel the need to like come back and be like, no, man, humanity needs me. I, and I'm back. I want to come back. Uh, I often believe that I, I'm, I'm one of those. Um, when, when Pat and I sit and talk, I know I was here in the 60s. Like no one had, I know all of the songs. And really? if you ask him, when he and I sit down and, and when we do our mentoring sessions, we color. He paints and I color. And uh-huh. we just talk and, and we'll record it so that no one has to be taking notes or anything like that. And we can just flow. And he'll put music on in the background and it's all 60s and 70s. And I know the words to all of them. And it just flows. So I, I know that I've, I've been here before. Um, I have no, no doubt in my mind. Who knows what happened to me? I, I know I died young because I've always felt connected to that. Um, so yeah, I, but I know that if I'm back here, I'm here to do big things. So my whole life has always been dedicated to, uh, I mean, my big one, like I said, I start up here, right. And then I move down. So my big, big, big one is I want to change the education system. Uh, and I have a plan. Like it starts with the books that Pat and I are writing. I wrote a book for adults. I'm writing children's books that are going to connect with like Harry Potter ages uh, I'm writing a curriculum that can be implemented into high schools. That's like a humanity 101. And I don't know whoever's going to invest in any of this. One day I will meet the right person who will be like, I have the connections that you need. Thursday I have a phone call that might be that. Um, but yeah, I'm changing the world and I'm bringing anyone who I can with me. I believe that it, when you put it out there. I love there, that. So, so I... I needed to make this website right for this school so i was like i can't do everything myself so i went on fiverr and i found some guy from pakistan to do my website right and at the end he's like oh you should hire us to do this and do that and i'm like listen i don't have a lot of time i don't have a lot to invest in this and he's like i need to talk to you and he got on the phone with me and he introduced me to his team of four and I now have a marketing team who's Woo! helping me. And I, I didn't even, I didn't even hire them. They're like, if you do well, we do it. well, and we're gonna. So when you put it out there, it's just yes, ah, yes, just let it go, you know. So it's, uh, I don't know, just amazing. I don't know why I even oh shared that, God. but I just felt like I had to. So Love that. Mm-hmm. Well, so what are the what are the kind of fun things that you know you love about yoga? that you just think other people should know about? Uh, so on a personal level or a professional level? <laughs> so on a personal level, I love that I can do a lot of things with my body, even though I'm told that I can't. Mm. Um, so this is how much range of motion I have in my right arm. And like if I try to push, but if I pull it up, I can lift it. But and I can't, I have found ways to make it happen. But if I naturally lift up my arms, that's, that's it. Wow. So I was told that I would never do yoga again. And this was in 2017. And I don't know what the word no means. So I went I to, love that. 
Yeah. So I went to physical therapists and no one could help me. It's a really weird disease. It's called Parsonage Turner syndrome. And what happens is your brachial plexus fries out and it kills some of your nerves. So all of the muscles that talk to the nerves, like some of my muscles on the side, on my chest, in my bicep, in my shoulders, they just don't work. They just. Yeah, sure. Not getting the so, signal. <laughs> right, so exactly. Right. So I yeah. was told, you know, never to lift my hands, no weight over my head. And I mean, for like six or eight months, I listened and inside it was killing me softly. <laughs> and um, wow. well, then one day I went to the neurologist and I was like, listen, I was like, give me like, give it to me straight. What is the worst thing that can happen to me? He's like, well, you can dislocate your shoulder. I was like, listen, I've been working out for a long time. I will know if that's going to happen. I was like, what else? He's like, nothing. Damage is done. I was like, that's all I needed to hear. I can walk on my hands. Don't ask me how. But after two years, I trained my body and I can do it again. And I can't lift my hand, but I can do it again. So I'm I'm a firm believer with the human mind, all the medicine and all the stuff that we're given to mask stuff what it does is it kills our ability to do it ourselves, right? Yep. So, and, and the thing is, because doctors aren't, can't be knowledgeable about everything, let's be honest. No one doctor can, because we always complain. Right. Well, medical doctors don't know, I know, I know Pat and I have known each other forever. Um, medical doctors, we always say that they don't know enough about like natural information, right? But give me one doctor that could learn about every single organ plus every single herb that could be connected to all of those organs. Like the the amount of time that it would take for that person to understand all that information and apply the information, it it would take them like 20 or 30 years of studying, which is why Mm -hmm. most doctors, they can't afford to spend that much time obtaining the information. Is it possible? Sure. If somebody out there puts puts it in and, and, and wants to unite all that knowledge, but most people focus, you know, because it's just so much information. Right. So, and it's not even part of their education anyway. I mean, correct. Like, and it, which is a whole nother subject, but they, they would have mm-hmm. to go out and decide, like, I'm going right. to become a medical doctor. I'm going to become an Ayurvedic doctor and I'm going to become a natural doctor. So it would be three different completely right. Mm-hmm. And probably a dietitian, and probably a pharmaceutical, because then you would need right. to know about all the pharmaceuticals. Also, like it's just, it's it, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not. Definitely no yeah. limits there. However, it would take a very strong-willed person to decide to make that happen for themselves, mm-hmm. of course, because they have to make that choice. Yeah, I can relate so much with that because I had a heart attack a week after delivering twins and they came back and they said that I had 32% heart function and that I could die in six months without a heart transplant. And instead of connecting to the diagnosis of dis-ease in the body, I went into my imagination and I began to feel from the place that my heart was pumping perfectly. I mean, I could feel it pumping and I could see all of the arteries flowing with, you know, beautiful blood. And Mm -hmm. at first my doctor said, we need to look at this realistically. This is airy fairy thinking. He's, he said, Mm -hmm. you're very sick. And so, but the cool thing is, is fast forward three years later, he calls me in and he says, you're healed to 100%. And then he also said that he actually believed what I had said, but he said that just what you just said, he said that medical doctors are not trained. They're only trained to look at the symptom. They're not trained in all these other areas like you're talking about. And so it was so awesome when he said this to me, he says, you're the most amazing person I've ever met. And he says, and I'm so grateful that we were a patient and doctor. And so what you just said is so beautiful. I have to connect you with my friend, Liz. Liz, um, she wrote a book called Finding Hidden Courage. And uh-huh. I feel like you and her would connect so well because she's all about that. And, and, really? and she's had similar stories. And I'm such a firm believer. It's just we are given about so our body knew how to build itself what makes you think that it forgot mm, like what mm-hmm. makes you think that somehow your body just for oh i made this baby but oh i i don't know how to make it anymore no man we have yeah. we lose our capability of memory because of our aging process but our dna has been creating babies forever so our mm-hmm. dna didn't forget how to do it 
We just need to tap into that part and refire yeah. those neurons, which are already there, but just mm -hmm. learn to refire them in a way that you can mm -hmm. ask your body, literally ask your body. Like you said, Cher, you were asking your body, you were watching yes. it, make yes. it happen for me, do it for me. And yeah, mm -hmm. and it, and people, and when you can't do that, then you know, for example, so in this yoga program, I'm the first thing that you have to do before you even unlock the program is you have to read man's search for meaning Ooh. and write write about it right because part of what yes. i want people to understand is how important it is for your mindset to be open and and if you can't change that situation if no matter how much you try your body just won't respond then you still have the control of your mind and how you react to it so mm -hmm. it, in the end right it's it's whether you choose to say this is it for me or whether you choose to say it doesn't matter i'm alive right now and i'm gonna keep fighting until the day i die and that's yeah. that yeah. attitude of like I'm, I'm i'm going does something to the body and that book teaches that right so that that's mm -hmm. why I, I make sure that people read that book because i i believe that yoga should be something that transform a person and uh mm -hmm. understanding how much control we give up and how much power we give up when we let other people um, affect our mood, affect our choices, affect mm -hmm. how much we believe in ourselves, how much right. we're willing to fight. Um, you know, a lot of people have asked me how I've been able to live like such a crazy life. I mean, I've moved, I'm, I've lived in other countries. I'm about to move again to another country. Like to me, this, it's just, I go with the wind, I go with the flow. And the reason is because if you know that you can do that, then you can do that. If you think mm -hmm. that you can't do that, then you probably mm -hmm. can't do that. But if mm -hmm. you think that you can, then somehow life just is like, oh, okay, well, this is going to make it happen either way. You know, and it's just never, never letting somebody else's limit, like someone just say, no limitation. True. Don't ever let the fact that I yep. said that it would be hard stop yep. you from trying yep. because, or from you attempting it. Papa it. Pat, that's, I said the T word. He would get mad at me. Um, from attempting <laughs> it, right? So it's, uh... Well, I, by the way, I met. I love it. Alex, who is the grandson of Viktor Frankl, I met I met <gasps> his his grandson Alex, How yeah, cool from Bob Donnell. Wow. Oh my God, it was uh, it was so awesome. I got a picture with him too, oh, so it was cool. That's so he, that's one of my. Um, I was asked to read that book for my second yoga teacher training that I took. So I've done two 200 hours and I've done a yoga fit one and a, and a rocket one and I've done 100 hours here and 20 hours there. And reading that book, it it did something. Mm -hmm. So uh, in that teacher training, that is the biggest thing that I took. That and how not to be a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. but, but that was still a very valuable lesson, right? So it's important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. so beautiful. I, I love that because I actually just spent a bunch of time traveling and I think everyone was like, what's with the nomad life? And I was like, hey, I'm loving it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back now. Yeah, <laughs> so I always I said I would never that. get married because I can't stop living life like that. And then I met someone in Peru that lives exactly the same way I do and who's like, oh, okay, wouldn't go. it be more fun if we did it together? And I was like, right? sure. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so that was that. Yeah, I love wow. it. Well, so I know that there's, you know, we've touched on a couple of the different types of yoga. I know there's a lot of different types. So can you just kind of briefly explain some of those and how they're different and, you know, sure. what different ones offer? So again, because yoga means unity, anything that can put you in a space of being in the present moment with your mind, your body, and your spirit is yoga. So, for example, when I'm creating this program, my focus is so deep that nothing else matters. Time is going by, day mm -hmm. becomes night, and it, it's not a chore. It's just knowledge is flowing. That is yoga. When you're taking a walk on the beach and you sit down and you're just watching the unchanging you is on is watching the changing waves or the changing sky or or the sway of the trees that is yoga if you are a very devoted person when you are in prayer 
and you are in that intention where everything in you, every ounce of energy, you're just pouring into what you are asking for the universe and, and, and you are willing to give whatever it takes in return. That is yoga. Um, it can be manifested in so many different ways. You know, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's when you dance around a fire to the full moon and you get lost in the movement of your body without caring in one second that anyone's watching because you know that it doesn't matter. You're dancing for the universe, not for another person. And it's, nice. it, it's just when you connect to anything, it can be anything that, that you're passionate about. So Papa Pat does yoga when he's painting. When he's painting, he puts his essence, he, he takes somebody's essence and he takes it in and he spews it out into his yeah. painting. That mm -hmm. is yoga. Um, I have yeah. a, a cycling teacher who is a preacher on the bike and who, who talks about climbing higher mountains and, and taking yourself to that higher level. And I always joke around, I'm like, Trip, you are a yoga teacher. You're just <laughs> on a freaking bike. You're not on a yoga mat, but every inch and ounce of you is a yogi. You just don't know it because you don't understand what yoga is, but he's a yogi. <laughs> uh, Mother Teresa, she never did downward dog and that woman was a yogi. Martin Luther King, he was a yogi. You know, people who, anyone who chooses to, to give of themselves in a, in, in a way and who spends any time connecting with that, that is yoga. And I've had people try to fight me on that. And then when I sit down with them and I break it down, so I always just, this one question always gets them. When is the happiest you have ever been and how much did it cost? And usually when people truly do this exercise, you, ooh, never. So I'm not going to say ever because I haven't asked that many people, but never has someone been like, oh, it was this thing that cost me a million dollars. Because even if it did cost you a million dollars, it wasn't the thing. It was the experience and how it made you feel. And it might have cost a million dollars to get that experience, but the million dollars wasn't what gave you the experience. It was right. something else. So that's <laughs> where I'm always like, people just go, you know, their mind just get, gets blown. And, and that's another reason why people have a hard time manifesting. It's because uh -huh. you can't say, I want to manifest money. Right. What the heck is that? Money for what and how much and what do you want it for? Like the world doesn't work like that. Like if you want to manifest money to get something, then She's you say, I want to manifest this. So I, I say I'm an MBA by education and I'm an MBA because I turn belief into action. It's a Manifesting is just knowing where you want to get and, and yeah. being like, I'm all in. What do you got? I love it. And, and staying all in, even when it gets edgy, because that's that's when the universe is like, let, let's see if you're really all in. Let, let me check you out. And let, oh, let yeah. me just poke at you a little and, and check. Because if you back off, I'm out. <laughs> if you're out, I'm out. And, and, that's, and that's what, and, and I'll say it out loud. I don't care. So I went to Peru to, to do ayahuasca because I wanted to ask Mama Ayahuasca, what how you win the game of life you see in my ignorance right in my ignorance at the time i'm a competitive person like i said i used to race cars so i'm like life is a game there's gotta be a way to win the game right so how do you yeah. win it? like this is the matrix how do i how do i figure it so when i asked this is what she said silly girl you don't win the game this isn't something you can win or lose you either have an impact or you're like an ant you just walk and nobody even realizes you're just a little ant just doing not even making a difference underground. Nobody notices, doesn't affect. Mm. So the game is what kind of legacy can you leave behind that will alter and shift the vibration of this experience? That is the meaning of life. What? In our, our human life, right? Not all life, but we are here with a gift. You were given a gift. You were given a gift. Everyone's given a gift. You were here with that gift to figure out what it is and figure out how are you going to make this world a better place through that gift. And it doesn't matter if you touch one person. I'm not saying that changing the world means that you need to go out and start a nonprofit and be worldwide. I'm saying you made an impact in one life. 
you change that one life and that one life that change is now impacting another life and that creates a ripple so it, it, yes mm -hmm. impacting more people at once yay better you know of course yay the bigger, the bigger the impact but it doesn't mean it. that Woo! you're gonna think any less of yourself if you can only reach one person because i've known plenty of people that have single-handedly fed a family or helped a family and because of that yep. that family hasn't stolen or hasn't done something bad right and has been able to survive and create something for themselves and been and taken themselves to another level so helping that one family changed something and that's yeah. what we're here for and yeah. um and yeah of course that's so powerful. i feel that i, I mean i feel that i, I think that speaks to a lot of people in the audience right now especially yes. just you know in the current moment that it really does matter even if it only matters for one person yes it still matters yes and that's why, like, with all the ugly stuff people are posting for for yesterday, I spent all day, every positive one, I was like, I'm sharing this and I'm sharing that and a little of that. And I want more of this and I want more of that because it yeah. was like, like a scared kid exactly. getting hugged, the cops kneeling down. Like, why exactly. are we showing all the bad? I have people who say, who call themselves light healers, pouring more negativity out there. Why can't you be showing the things? That out. I can't figure it out, man. Like you're trying to raise someone's vibration. If you're trying to right. do that, then you need to be pointing out that 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 there was a cop out there that got separated and got protected by a mob. That that there was a bunch of black kids that saw a mob coming and stood by a target and created a rope and didn't let it happen. That there was a line of white women protecting a bunch of black people behind them because they did not right. want the cops to hit. This is what we need to be showing. It's how we are uniting. And again, exactly. it's one of those things, like when people ask me, of course, when I filled out taxes and stuff, I say I'm Hispanic because I was born Puerto Rican. But when I was modeling and when I was acting, I would always say I'm ethnically ambiguous because mm -hmm. I'm just as much Spanish as I am Portuguese, as I am Asian, as I am from uh, Africa. As a, so, 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 so why am I, why do I, why are you forcing me? To, to, to relate myself to one of the parts of me. Like, why am I not able to tell you that I'm probably one of the most mixed people that you've ever met? Because I don't have more than 10% of anything. Nothing, mm. but one thing. So I wow. can't tell you what I am. And I'm happy you with that. So and I'm proud. that you say that, yeah. girl. Because literally this year I had a dream in December at the beginning of the year. And four words were given to me. And that was expand, trust, impact and multiply and everything everything you just said sister <gasps> is in alignment with those words that oh. came through me in a oh. dream so in beautiful and i swear i'm choked up by what you just said because oh. everything you just said i felt right in my heart well, and along, no. yeah, and, and and exactly along with that, it's like if we could embrace all of ourselves, if all of us can embrace all of ourselves, then we can move into that expansion. It's the truth of who yeah. we are. Yeah, and, and when it's we not denying parts, that, of we can yourself. embrace each other. Yes, and it's not denying parts of yourself. So this yeah. this um this teacher from India that's leading this program with me, like one of the things that he's really well known for in India is for shadow work. So mm -hmm. he goes into your fear, right? So, mm -hmm. so he makes you write your will, your own will and your own eulogy if your fear is death. Um, he makes you meditate on spiders if that, you know, whatever your fears are, like he, exp he, he helps you. So one of the things about yoga is that the only way out is through. And I don't like to use the word only, but in this context, I didn't say it right. I'm quoting something that somebody else said. Don't ask me who said it. I've heard, I've heard it quoted before. I can't tell you who the source was. But what really hit me about that is that if you think about a lot of the issues that we have today, they stem by us not dealing with things, mm -hmm. not pushing through and getting through them by just being like, oh, I'm going to push it aside. Right. Uh, we're, we're just going to take care of that later or and then that becomes exponentially something that you haven't dealt with. And Sherry, you mentioned something about disease earlier. That yeah. is what disease is. It's, it's things that you have blocked in your body 
that you just haven't dealt with. It's just, it's trauma from your past, you know. Um, it was awesome. It was freeing to to let go of a lot of that for me. I had a lot of insecurity issues. Like I, I became an adult when I was like eight, nine years old. So I always felt like I was out. No one could take care of me but me. So I've always gotten myself in really crazy situations and be like, but it doesn't matter because I take care of me, you know, which was horrible when I was a child. But it's how I learned. And then even as a teen, like I would act and do things that adults would do because I grew up that way. And it's one of those things that creates that disconnect, right, mm -hmm. between like what life is. But at the same time, then it gave me this vision of like, if I can create this now when I'm like 12, 13 years old, like what can I do when I'm an adult and no one's telling me what to do? So of course I left my house when I was 17 and I was like, oh, God, I need to start exploring, you know, because, and it's, and it's that, that help. you know, most people, because they're so used to, I was told to do this. I was told to do that. I was told to do that. And yes, in school we get that, but at one point we can think for ourselves, but we're not told to, or we're not asked to, or we're not shown even how to explore that. So then we mm -hmm. keep doing this and doing that and finding what else makes us and at no point in time do we kind of disconnect from the matrix and realize, like, is this really serving me? Do I really like this? Am I happy? Like, what kind of shit show did I create for myself? Like, can I reel it back in and redo this again? <laughs> and, you know, that's just part of it. And it's part of the fun, too, you know. But, um, but I definitely believe it's a disservice that we're not teaching our children how to use the lessons that we teach them. So we teach them math, but we don't teach them how to balance their checkbook or how to have a bank account or how to save money or how to invest or why you need to diversify your investments, right? There's my MBA coming out. Um, yeah. we, we don't teach them that there's different learning styles. So if you're dyslexic, yeah, that's why you suck in math, man. You keep putting the numbers in the wrong direction, you know? Like you're never gonna be all that great in math. We just, yep. we forget that, yeah. And, and, and we forget that, like, we need to look at people for what they are and for what they have to offer, not for the box that we want to put them in. And again, that's where yoga opens you up to the fact that there's over 7 billion boxes in this planet. So, mm. uh, yeah. Yep. yep. Like I said, my, my biggest, one of my biggest supporters, Pat, Pat has been there since the beginning, and he's the one who's been pushing me to figure out how to share this on a bigger platform so wow, um, you're here baby on the high vibe nation amazing. <laughs> and the people i've gotten to connect with you know because again when you start putting that vibration out there it's like a magnet and other people in that same vibration you just stumble upon them it's incredible it's just amazing yeah. Yeah, well, we got to thank Joe Ingram for connecting us because Absolutely. he said you were high vibe all the way, Johanna. Yeah, he said the same thing. He's like, I connected you guys. You know, just hearing you guys talk, it's like, oh, you talk the same language. You'll be able to communicate well. I was like, yeah. If you're in that level, you just understand, you know, and it's and, and our, our goal is to get everyone curious about what that even means. Yeah. Because that's what it takes. Just get curious. Get curious for one second. What does it mean to have a different vibration? And then get lost in it. Find mm -hmm. Alan Watts. Find Napoleon Hill. Find Earl Nightingale. Find Plato. Find uh, the sutras. Find, you know, like uh, the Tao Te Ching. You know, find like all these ancient teachings that you can put together to, mm -hmm. to, to create the knowledge that you need to just take your life into your hands take mm -hmm. it take it take it yeah. take responsibility and know that things may not be all that great right now but it's up to you how you react to that and yeah. it's up to you whether you use that as your focus or you say well i got nothing to lose what yeah. can i create well, it's and I love fun. that, you know, that, that idea of, of responsibility, but it really is, you know, taking ownership of what do you want your experience to be? What do you want to create? And then moving toward that. And then, you know, and, and what does that look like? What does that feel like? And helping people to have that experience. And I think, 
you know, even though I'm relatively new to yoga, I think that's one of the things that's so powerful about it is that Absolutely. it really helps you to do that in what is really a new way often for a lot of people if they've never really done it before because you're suddenly having these experiences that you haven't had. <laughs> the day he asked me, so um, when, when I decided that I had a message that I needed to share, I asked Pat to give me a list of people that I should look into. And the first two people on that list were Les Brown and Bob Proctor. But of course, with Bob Proctor, I found Napoleon Hill. And I was so connected to him because of the way that he spoke and outwitting the devil about the education system and the fact that I had just started a nonprofit with someone that basically every aspect that he mentioned are things that we addressed and i just felt so connected to this man and i was like man maybe i need to become a part of this and i manifested meeting don green and meeting satish verna and meeting greg reed and now i'm in greg reed's mastermind speaking of secret knocks so he did, he did um, the cover of my book he, he endorsed the cover of my book that's so awesome i i, I joined him on power of proximity to use it as a platform to keep writing my own stuff to already be a best-selling author. So it, it was, it, you know, it, it worked out. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just, and, and I want to say it, it's not just yoga, you know, just as a person, if you feel like you're in a line, like you're just not in alignment in your life, explore that man it, it, again I'll mention that word again get curious with that because mm -hmm. when you explore and you gain awareness so my book that I wrote is called the power of being human and mm -hmm. it takes you from the fact that anything that you ask yourself that makes you aware of something if you take it through being aware accepting the fact that now shit this is a new awakening that I have and now I've shifted my Thing. And then now I have to take action and then getting the courage and making the commitment and then getting curious with it and really finding a plan and finding the patience and then just grinding through it and persevering through it and then helping others by either sharing it or whatever. And it's like yeah. if anyone in life and that's yoga, right, but it's just in a, put in a different way. But if anyone in life starts to get curious and starts to get into that path. The changes that you can create are amazing because this is this is how you manifest, okay? So I want something. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly when I want it. And I'm going to find the steps that I'm going to take to get there. And I'm going to put down what I am willing to give of myself in those steps, whether it's getting up. So let's say it's working out, right? I want to manifest this body. So what do I need to do to get this body? I need to change the way I eat. I need to get an exercise routine. And then you start, what's the easiest thing I can do today? Well, today I can do 20 push-ups and I can do 10 jumping jacks and I can do that. So I can start today. And then maybe later tonight I can go grocery shopping or tomorrow. So tomorrow I can start eating better. And then I'm going to incorporate that by writing down a schedule of when I'm going to work out and when I'm going to start eating, like when my meals are going to be and what they're going to be. And I'm going to download an app that's going to allow me a, a way to track it and I'm going to give myself 20 minutes a day for two weeks and then from there I'm going to go up a little higher and those 20 minutes can be anything I just need to move and then I'm going to find out based on my goal what I need to do but I'm going to give those two weeks for me to just get my body moving while I figure out exactly what I need to do to educate myself to get the goals see I just laid out exactly how someone can incorporate that into their lives and you can start with nothing today and, and that's where people get lost. They think they don't have enough money. I just watched some random freaking thing on my phone that popped into my phone of some 12-year-old little millionaire girl who dropped out of school in fifth grade and moved her family to Bali because of the business wow. that she started with $20 that she asked her dad for. In wow. So whoever doesn't believe, like, I love watching inspiring things like that. So when I waste my time, that's what I waste my time on is inspiring myself through somewhat. And um, <clears throat> one of the important things is to know that it just takes you making a plan, which doesn't sure. cost money. 
It takes you taking one action, doesn't cost money. Educating yourself, doesn't cost money. Organizing yourself, doesn't cost money. All of these things that I've done to put this training together, yeah, in the end, in the few years, I've ended up spending like $1,000 because in Yoga Alliance, in order to get it approved, I needed to spend money. But to actually put down my ideas, organize them, and really get the program going, I just needed to do it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. I had the knowledge. I had the experience. I either did it or I didn't do it. And 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 yes, it took a lot of sacrifice, right? Because it took all of that time and all of that effort. But now it's there and it's ready and it's yeah. ready to go. So it's one of those things where when COVID happened, I didn't have this opportunity. It just, I had to find something to do because I was going to launch this with the Bay Club and now the Bay Club isn't going to launch it, but it's done and it's ready and it needs to be shared. So how am I going to share it? Well, this is how I'm going to share it, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just putting it together. Now it's how do I integrate it and make it online? Mm -hmm. But again, Mm -hmm. it's that's because I'm passionate. It's because I found what my gift is, what makes it, what makes it not seem like work for me. Right. So so when when you reflect enough on your experience and on what's made you happy or even what's made you the saddest in the world Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't want anyone else to ever feel that way. And how could you help someone not be there? Right. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's not the good things. It's the sad things that lead us to things. As I mentioned before, it was depression that led me to yoga. It wasn't that my life was wonderful. It was that my life had no purpose and that I was very lost in my life that led me to, to this other place, you know, and in, in the times of darkness, that's when the higher opportunity comes. Cause when you're riding yeah. a nice flowy wave, it's easy to stay on and just surf it away. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to paddle back out, you know? So yeah. it's, yeah. um, so I want to ask you a question, moving back to yoga just for a second. So when it comes to doing the types of movements, all these different positions that you teach, are there certain positions along with breathing that activates more energy flow that causes you to be more in connection with the self? Absolutely. Um, and, and again, that really depends on whatever chakra you feel most connected with. So, and if you have any medical conditions, definitely mm-hmm. dependent. Pranayamas are very dependent on medical conditions. Uh, for okay. example, there's pranayama exercises where you hold your breath. They're called kumbhaka mm-hmm. or breath retention exercises. And someone who's got high blood pressure, low blood pressure, issues with their eyes, like they wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do that kind of exercise. Um, Mm -hmm. There's exercises where you're pushing the breath really bad. If you have any stomach ulcers or anything like that, that wouldn't be. So a simple level of pranayama is just counting your breath Mm -hmm. and extending it as much as you can. Yogis believe that we come here with a set amount of breaths. So the longer you Mm -hmm. extend your breath, the longer you extend your life. I don't I don't say that I believe that, but I say that's in, that's one of the many philosophies. Right. And I, I think mm-hmm. the philosophy is beautiful. Like I take it for what it is. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. the Bible, like like being inspired by someone dying for mankind and then coming back to bless everyone. That's freaking beautiful, whether yep. you believe in that religion or not. And And I. I see the beauty in all religions, and I see that all religions say exactly the same thing, just in a different way. Yep. So I, I, it's like, all I, about I, love. I can't, I love can't tell is the key. You. So the other day, um, I posted actually in the group Rise Up about what people think when I say the word yoga. Uh-huh. And somebody wrote me personally that I needed to find God. And I was like, what in the teachings of Jesus am I going against by wanting to love myself and sharing good with others and there's just nothing that he could say because if you if you describe what a yogi lives by jesus was a yogi jesus was a reiki master who could heal people with his energy i mean you you got no you got no better yogi than jesus i mean mean, let's say it for what it is even if you don't even if you can't even if you can't connected in those terms right even if you can't think of it like oh reiki okay but he healed people with his hands so the name of that is reiki (laughs) so whether you you know what it is or not that's what he did you know 
so it's uh yeah it's beautiful when you can just you know that's yoga teaches you to be inclusive because you're only held back by your ignorance and by ignorance mm -hmm. i don't mean in a derogatory way i just mean by you what you don't know you're held back by your preconceptions your judgments and by what you don't know so when i judge you i'm just judging the fact that you're lacking knowledge that mm -hmm. makes me just as ignorant because if i truly wanted to do you a service then i would enlighten you mm -hmm. which is what we do here it's just mm -hmm. sharing these little bits and pieces so that people can expand their consciousness and maybe again get curious about yeah. maybe there's more to this life than what we can see and again that's where change just gets sparked and miracles can happen absolutely yay i yay. love talking about all this this is like ah. <laughs> I'm airy fairy when it comes to this stuff. Girl, you know what? That's what I've been called for 23 years since I awakened in the 90s. I was like, everybody would say, Sherry's woo-woo and Sherry's airy fairy. And, you know, fast forward 23 years later, one of the things I love the most about myself is my airy fairy Sherry. Yeah, <laughs> I embraced it. At first, I was like, man, I'm a tough cookie. I'm like, don't you dare call me airy fairy. But now I'm like, yes. I am a fairy and I'm a princess and I'm a unicorn and I'm definitely a mermaid. So all of the above. <laughs> there you go. Well, and I think, you know, it's just, it's like when you remember back to, you know, just being a child, it, you know, it can, it can be that simple. Those moments that you had as a child where you had realizations of things that came through your intuition, you know, those are such easy ways for us to kind of, remember what that is like what it really means to be in touch with our souls in that way again and to help ourselves revisit that because we all kind of know you know we remember in some ways even though we haven't been a child for however many years what it was like and so to me i mean i remember event you know i remember asking for help to find a lost mitten and being told exactly where it was you know those are the things that reconnect us that remind us so it doesn't have to be complicated either. It can be something that simple. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things that anything in life that you can connect with that makes you happy, you should embrace it. And sometimes there's taboos around the things that we really enjoy. And I mean, Hatha yoga or the physical practice of yoga when you look at the roots of it, it comes from Tantra yoga. And now mm -hmm. Tantra yoga nowadays is only viewed as like sexual, whatever, but right. that's not what Tantra yoga is about. Mm -hmm. The Tantrikas were revolutionaries because at that time in history, we were, um, we were all bowing down to gurus and looking up to gurus. And the Tantrikas were the ones that revolutionized that thought or that train of mind and what they did was they said that the way through the divine is through our experience it isn't through attempting to just learn from somebody else's experience or applying the lessons that somebody else has left for us it's living the experience of those things so that's why we focus so much I'm teaching you different things about different areas because there were things that Alan Watts taught me that made some of the sutras of Patanjali made, make more sense. And they are over 2,000 years apart. So it's, it's the open-mindedness of being able to see that there are teachings that however you learn and however you incorporate things and however things resonate with you, as long as you understand that the only way that you will be able to truly do something bigger than yourself is to first work with yourself. And that takes accepting things that you may not like about yourself or you may think aren't great about yourself. And it may be because society believes that way. If you're not hurting anyone, and if you're not hurting yourself, exp exploration is why we're here. 
and 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 I believe that, for example, so my parents, I thank my father especially because my mom was the chemist and my dad was the adventure mm -hmm. business owner. But my father never said to me that any of my ideas were out of reach. Mm -hmm. So when I wanted to start selling candy when I was in fourth grade, he took me to like the wholesale place and chose we chose candy and then he explained to me now you're gonna make a list and put the prices on it and you're gonna see how many you need to sell to pay me back the money that i'm investing in you and then you're gonna figure out keep tallies of who's buying what candy so that you know what's running out and what people like and what they don't like and then if people ask you for other candies that you don't have make a list so that you know next time we go to the store what people want okay so mm -hmm. fourth grade then when I turned 15, it, there's a quinceañera. There were a bunch of other adventures in between. But when I went to turn 15, a quinceañera is like the sweet, sweet 16. It's usually this big production where you wear this dress and there's a ceremony where your dad takes your shoes from a flat to high heel and it symbolizes you becoming a woman and all of this stuff. I've never been the traditional kind of girl. So usually the dress alone for a quinceañera is like over a thousand dollars. My dad gave me 500 bucks and said, if you want to plan your birthday party, have fun with that. <laughs> and I said, okay, I was 14. No internet back then, by the way, guys, I'm aging myself. No internet back then. Okay? So I sat down. Had to be resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> I sat down with the phone book in front of me and I called clubs, 14. And I, to see if they had private rooms that didn't serve alcohol, that they would be willing to come in that had an entrance or had something that would be willing to do it. Found a place, but wow. it would cost me as much money as I had. But I wanted dancers yeah. and I wanted singers. So I called the production company and I told the production company that I had this deal. Now I'm 14, that I had this deal with this club and that I could get his people in the club and I don't know exactly what I did to make it happen, but I had people who had CDs out at the time performing with dancers, and I was in the VIP area with all those people, <laughs> with all my friends at the club, so and somehow they closed the alcohol it. part of it. And oh my gosh! I, and so at great. the end, my dad was like, uh, "I can't believe you." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." You're getting 500 bucks, telling you, you know, and it's so like when it. your parents allow that creativity, you know, parents too quickly when their kids want something, they say no. And the thing is, that's what makes them stop thinking about stuff like that. Like, and, and we can't, we need to foster the creativity because that's how we figure mm -hmm. out what our kids are like. I mean, yeah. I remember teaching autistic kids. And autism is hard because those kids can't speak to you. So they can't tell you what's wrong with them, even mm -hmm. when they're five, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm teaching this kid for two years, right? The kid has never looked at me in the eyes and he sways side mm -hmm. to side, but he doesn't move. One day he walks in and stares at me like right in the eye. And I'm like, oh my God, Jimmy, what's going on? right? And I put the music on and Jimmy had learned every single step to every single thing that I was doing. So in two years, we figured out that the reason why Jimmy doesn't do things is because unless he knows 100% that he's going to get it right, he doesn't do it. What? Wow. So through dancing with the kid, you just learn how his brain operates? Yes. What? And these are the things that when you pay attention to what the kid is telling you, what their mm -hmm. likes are, what they're upset about, you can start actually learning what this human being is going to be like, what their DNA is saying, what their mental abilities are saying. Because yes, we can develop ourselves, but we learn a certain way and we have mm -hmm. certain uh, personalities and we can't change that. We can only manage that and learn to operate within that but unless we are taught that there's nothing wrong with having these things even if they're not similar to other people right. and we're taught for example that if you make a song you remember it better some people mm -hmm. think that way mm -hmm. some people are learners based on music 
they're the ones that will pick up seven instruments in two years yeah. and will play all of them. Yeah. And if you teach them and make songs out of the lessons, they'll learn all of them. In, oh in God, the song I love format. It. I love it. Well, gosh, it's been yeah. over an hour. And I'm, I i mean, we could like freaking go back. on. I mean, this has been so fun, Johanna. I am so grateful. Oh. I mean, Pam and I are so blessed to have had you Wonderful. on the show today. It's just Thank been you. I mean, so inspiring and uplifting. I mean, I've felt this high vibe through the entire hour. I love My it. My gosh. Wow, so, so share with beautiful. our audience real quick, girl. I mean, we want to know how to get a hold of you, how to hear more about your program. I'm going to post it um, up here on the uh, up on the screen. So beyond asanayoga.com, and you can always just PM me on Facebook, and we can contact there. Or you can call me, 815-501-5070. I always give my number out. And uh, if you ever just need someone to talk to, I'm also Mastermind Alliance certified. So if you were to have an idea and be like, all right, Johanna, you're talking all this smack about if you have ideas, let's put put them in motion. Help me. I'll help you. I'll help you. Awesome. So, so uh, dare me. I, I'm always up for a good challenge. Um, but yeah, a, any way I can help your your audience, you know, anyone that wants to connect, it's it, it would be an honor. Wow. Well, Amazing. We thank you. So thank, much. You. thank you so much. It's been an honor to have you on the show today. I want to thank all of our listeners, our audience. Thank you, every one of you, for being here. We've just adored this, this gathering with Johanna oh. today. Thank you, Patrick and Christy <laughs> and Kristen and all the people that have joined us here today. Yes. Please share this thank out you. with your with your listeners and your and your own profiles. We thank you for that. Um, you can reach us at thehighvivenation.com if you'd like to be a guest on our show. We are on Mondays and Wednesday evenings at 5 o'clock. And we want to thank you again so much for being here on the yes. show with us today. And tell uh, what was where were we at? Monday evening already? I can't even believe the week's gone by from last week and we're already on Monday. But thank you again, and we'll see you on yeah, Wednesday you. evening at 5 o'clock <laughs> here on the High Vibe Nation. Thanks for having me. From everybody here at the High Vibe Nation, we want to say thank you for choosing to raise your vibration. And of course, please like, share, and subscribe. If you need to find us on the web, check us out at www.thehighvibenation.com. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode and keep high vibing.